1: Goes by the pseudonym Bo Nerdly. It's time for the soul of excellence.
2: He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York.
1: The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush,
3: rush.
1: Now, here's Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. <laughs> Attention, ditto heads!
2: Lightning,
1: Attention, Bo scouts! Goes by the pseudonym Bo oh, Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence.
2: He is a radio host at seventy-seven WABC here in New York.
1: The rush hour is on the air. Rush, rush! Now here's Bo Snurdly.
3: Welcome, my friends, to your Wednesday rush hour here on WABC. This is indeed Mr. Snurdly. James Golden with you here. If you would like to be part of the program today, 800-848-WABC. is the number to call 800-848-9222. Oh, well, the saga is over. The circus is over. And it wasn't really a circus or a saga. The house has a new speaker. There. For all of you so concerned, do you feel better now? Okay, we have a speaker. Is life okay again? I, of course, steadfastly maintained my position that it didn't concern me that the House was without a speaker for three weeks. And I made a prediction at 1.55 in the morning uh, on social media this morning of what's going to happen next. And I'll get into that prediction as we go away. A quick note, Richard Roundtree passed away uh, yesterday, Shaft. And boy, was that a great movie back in the day. I saw one of the uh, the columns about it say, oh, this was a black exploitation. No, Shaft was not a black exploitation movie. Shaft was actually a good movie on a low budget. Filmmaker uh, Gordon Parks and former photographer a lot behind it. Isaac Hayes did the score. It was a remarkable movie for its time, and um, it was yeah. And so, condolences to the family of Richard Roundtree. Okay, we have a new speaker in the house. His name is Mike Johnson, and of course, here we go with the things you need to know about Mike Johnson. The first thing the left wants you know is, oh, he's one of those election deniers. He was played an instrumental role in trying to forget all that stuff. Hillary was an election denier so what that doesn't people don't say that first thing about her there is so much more to mike johnson than his role and by the way it's okay to actually have questions about the way that the election was done and to believe that things weren't done fairly mike johnson washington post lesser known conservative who has been a devoted follower of former president Don- no he's a devoted follower of his faith that is who he is a devoted follower of if you go to his even his um twitter handle representative mike johnson i've been following him for a while here's the first thing that he says here's here's what he says describing himself christian husband dad serving louisiana's fourth congressional district since 17 vice chairman of house republicans constitutional law attorney, and small business owner. That's who he is. Now, some of the things that he's done, okay. But that's who he is. And if you heard his speech, his speech was a hopeful, optimistic speech. Remind you of anybody? Hopeful, optimistic. It reminded me of listening to what Rush used to talk about and the way that he delivered it because he also talked about something that Rush talked about very often, and you don't hear many politicians on the Republican or Democrat side talking about it, and that is American exceptionalism. And he talked about American exceptionalism, and how great this nation was, and how the people of this nation need hope. And he talked about the scripture that leads to hope. I don't want to quote it, I don't have it in front of me, and I don't want to botch it up, but it was very beautiful to listen to. First thing he did to uh, point out to Hakeem Jeffries, who, by the way, is out smearing him and calling him names. First thing he does, he says, "I know in your heart that you want to work for the best interest of the com- country. Let's find some things to work together on." Does that sound like an extremist to you? Of course not. He talked about his seven principles, seven core principles, in his speech in his first speech as the Speaker of the House. And he listed them. And I could almost hear some groans, some silent groans from that other side of the rule because this is not what they believe. Some of the things. He identified seven things that made America a great and exceptional nation. Again, he talked about the exceptional nature of America, American exceptionalism. And he said those seven things. Individual freedom, he listed first. Individual freedom. Limited government. You could hear the deafening silence from Democrats on that one. Limited government. Three, the rule of law. And we know if you live in any blue city, you know how the rule of law has been violated. Peace through strength. Hmm. Is that something that liberals believe in? Fiscal responsibility. No. he talked When he talked about the, the things pressing the nation, music to my ears, he talked about the debt that we are in and the need to uh, bring the house back to regular order and contain and get back to some kind of fiscal sanity. And he talked about, Making cuts to government spending. Again, that is anathema to liberals. They do not want to hear that. They believe in spending more, not spending less. But going back to his seven principles, let's start again. Individual freedom, limited government, the rule of law, peace through strength, financial and fiscal responsibility, free markets. And then the last one, human dignity. Human dignity. And there is a lot... In those two words that are very rarely discussed, what does human dignity really mean? Does it mean recognizing somebody by certain pronouns? Or does it mean recognizing what it is that brings the best out of human beings? What is it that allows human beings to feel good about their own existence and to want to prosper? Very often that's 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 creating an environment so that people can feel that they are productive and play a productive role in society. Very often that's found through work or through what people volunteerism, how they contribute, human dignity. And human dignity goes a lot more than that. It goes a lot further than that. It goes into issues of character and how to strengthen character. So he packed a a powerful bunch of principles here. Individual freedom, limited government, the rule of law, peace through strength, fiscal responsibility, free markets, and human dignity. I had the occasion to watch Fox News after all this. Brett Baer comes on. I have nothing against Brett Baer, so don't take the comments next. as me criticizing Brett Baer. But Brett Baer was going on and on about how one of the first things that needs to happen is getting rid of this rule. They have to get rid of this rule that lets one person uh, uh, make a move to vacate the chair. And I'm saying to myself, why? Why do they have to do this? This has been a really good functional exercise. And Brett Baer went on and on about it. Like he's somehow or another advocating for this policy. Brett, you're a journalist. Okay, if you want to explain to people your opinion is that they need to get rid of the rule and why, fine. But they don't have to get rid of the rule because you think, Brett Baer, that they should get rid of the rule or it's bad. It's bad that this happened. It's not bad that it happened, Brett. This is good that it happened, except for you people that cover Washington like you're part of the elected class. At the end of the day, If Mike Johnson turns out to be the man that he says he is, which is transparent, which is honest, which is leading with honesty, born in his faith and his faithful convictions, if he turns out to be that rare leader that can actually bring people to a better place than they were before through the example of his own leadership if that is possible and he becomes one of the great speakers then this exercise was not only good but some might say it was providential and necessary now he did say and he he said this during his speech he said that this he talked about the the fact that this was not expected, but that he felt that this was God's work through him. And then he turned to each member, that room, and he said, all of you, all of you here by Congress, you're not here by coincidence. You have been elected to these positions, and God has something to do with it. You have been elevated and lifted into these positions so that you can do good work, so that you can so that you can elevate the country. He he put it out there. I don't know how many of these Democrats hearing this stuff, boy. They they they, they don't talk like this. This is not the thing they they don't feel comfortable with this kind of talk. He also talked about the symbolism. He he mentioned uh Mike Jones that that when he was elected to Congress he uh, he was the this, this Speaker Pro Tem, he thought it was a great honor until he realized, of course, this is where they stick the freshman. During a speech late night, his father had just died three days earlier Had wanted to see him uh, ascend to Congress, and his father didn't make it. A firefighter who was badly, badly injured back in the 80s died of cancer three days before he took office. And then he said he's, he, he's standing behind the podium. Sheila Jackson Lee is delivering a speech, and he was very kind in his remarks to her. And then he says he looked up and he saw a statue of Moses and then the words above him, in God we trust. And he went through very briefly why those words are above, above the, the speaker's podium, above the United States flag, and why it was put in there as a rebuke to socialism and communism was the origins of in God, which he's talked about all this stuff. Again, this is not something the Democrats talk about. It is not something very often that makes them comfortable. But he is profoundly, it appears, driven by his faith. And he's talked about that too. He's also very well versed in constitutional law. He's a constitutional lawyer understands the value of the Constitution. And to so all the, the 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 press reports you will read out there, for instance in the Hill today I have it, five things to know about Speaker Mike Johnson. What's first that he has opposed Ukraine aid. So this is what when you look at the Washington, the Washington priorities as opposed to your priorities, this is what they think in Washington is important. The first thing to me that's important about Mike Mike Johnson, what kind of man is he? And that's what I've been discussing with you. What kind of, what gives us a glimpse into who he is as a human being and possibly gives us insight into how he might lead in this role as Speaker of the House? Because it is his faith that informs him, because he believes in honesty, he believes in the traditions that have made this country great, those traditions encapsulated in the beliefs, these seven things principles that he talked about and he believes in american exceptionalism that's what you need to know about mike johnson from my point of view but from the hill oh he's opposed aid to ukraine he pushed to overturn the 2020 election results. that's the hill that's the second thing you need to know oh he's an election denier no he's not he's an ally of donald trump he 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 he's an ally of. you know what and to many of you because I was just asked this question today about Jim Jordan. I heard Jim Jordan, a friend of mine asked me, "The very dear friend, I heard Jim Jordan is just like a Trump. I said, you know what, here's the thing that you guys don't understand. Jim Jordan was around in the House long before Donald Trump announced his political goals. Now, does he support the President of the United States when he was President? Yes. But Jim Jordan was, was Jim Jordan before there was ever Donald Trump. And I'm going to say the same thing about Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson... Is Mike Johnson. Before there was a Donald Trump, he was Mike Johnson. Johnson voted against the recent bill to keep the government open. The pressure is now on Johnson to either tackle the House's series of unresolved appropriations funding bills or to pass a longer continuing resolution. Well, let's see what he does. It wouldn't surprise me if we have another CR. I talked about that with my predictions. I will read to you my predictions when we come back from the break. As to what happens next. And then the last one, I guess this is the biggest insult to the D.C. class. Johnson has a good relationship with conservatives. (gasps) Oh, no. Conservatives like him. Well, get used to it, my friends, because conservatives are the base of the Republican Party. And you know what? Everything that I have learned about Mike Johnson tells me the right thing has been done. On this day in 1999, it seems so long ago and yet so short, when this album was new, Santana topped the U.S. album charts, the Supernatural album, massively popular album, won eight Grammy awards for this album, 12 non-consecutive weeks at the top of the Billboard Top 200 album charts. Smooth. Maria Maria My favorite on the album And there are a lot of favorites Maria Maria is cool But my favorite on this album Maybe Diego will play it when we come back from the break My favorite song On this album Is Primavera But this is the album That did it for Carlos Santana Supernatural and if you don't think that this ah, uh, here it is now. This is my absolute favorite. Because it talks about the things that we know. But it's in Spanish. You can figure it out. It talks about life. This one talks about the spirit of liberty. The new era. Carlos Santana on W.A.B.C. Talk Radio 77. Bo Snurley's rush hour. 800-848. Oh, and he's playing his ass off. He plays his ass off. The solo that he takes in the middle of this, it's ridiculous. The first time I heard it, I said to, I called my friend, some of the, my friend's musician. How is a guy that now has to be in his 70s playing Better than he's ever played in his life. Carlos Santana is a unbelievable musical treasure to the world. Let's talk about Las Montañas. Las- Viva México. Yeah. Esta primavera. On WABC Talk Radio 77, coming back I'm with you right after this.
1: For an appointment. Or newbridgehealth.org. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
3: Yes, indeed. Celebrating Supernatural album today on WABC, Carlos Santana. This is what I'm talking about. Carlos Santana, and today is Back to Blue Day, 77 WA listeners, today, WABC listeners, listen, all of you. Today's 77 WABC, Ramsey Mazda, Back to Blue with special programming, we've been doing it all day long and we will continue, and to all police officers everywhere, we thank you for your honor, your dedication, you're protecting, you're serving us, and we appreciate it. All of you, if you don't know, you can download the 77 WABC app, keep it here all day long, keep it wherever you go, every day and enjoy our special programming all day long as part of that programming later in the show we're going to speak with a police officer in michigan who i read this story and i this story stayed with me and when i heard that we were doing back the blue i said can you get this this officer i'd really like to speak with him and he has agreed to join us so in a few minutes hopefully we'll speak with him and i do want to take your calls too one of the things my friend And this will, Princess Di mocks me because I do have friends that I, on the political aisle, that think differently that we do. America's small caffeinated mom said, maybe Princess Di was right. The tide is turning. Yeah, a lot of things can happen here. But Princess Di has mocked me for a long time because I say my friend, Karl Rove. And Karl Rove has been a friend to me. And I know what many of you think of Karl Rove and the Bushies, as you call them in the bushies, but Carl Rove to the point that Carl Rove used to send me, um, a, a, he would send me a book or two. Hey, you need to read this book. One of the books that he sent me, that is one of a terrific read, was back in the day called Troublesome Young Men, and it was the story of the in between years of Winston Churchill and how he came back from the his political down days and and grew back into power. It's an amazing read. But anyway, Carl Rove was calling Matt Gates and and that bunch an anarchist today on their post-speaker coverage. And I couldn't disagree with Carl Moore and many people, especially on the left that hate Matt Gates and on the right, the the rhino crowd, and by the way, now that we have a new speaker, there's going to be a lot less fervor to deal with these rhinos and I think they need to be dealt with in this party, not all at once. Over three or four election cycles. But here's the thing. If the House returns to regular order, if Mike Johnson does lead in accordance with his character and is able to, with that leadership, bring the Congress of the United States into a more functioning body legislative body, is all of this bad-mouthing of Matt Gates going to stop? And I have never told you what I thought about Matt Gaetz personally because it's no interest. I've told you what I thought about his policies and what he did. Matt Gates called out Kevin McCarthy for lying to the conference and lying to the American base, and that is why Kevin's not there. Now, he also has a—there's a story in Newsweek today— about this last ditch maneuver by Kevin McCarthy to try to get power back as recently as yesterday and it's an interesting story and Matt Gates says of uh of Mr. Johnson that he's a true conservative and but here's the thing is all this criticism of Matt Gates going to cease if it turns out That in a few months, all of us say, you know what? This guy Johnson, he's doing a pretty good job. And believe me, he's in a very difficult situation. Now, I mentioned to you that I had a prediction. And I thought I printed it out. And I didn't, so I'm going to have to find it. I'm scrolling through right now. My Twitter feed from, I know it was last night at like 2 in the morning, 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning that I made this prediction. And already today, that prediction is turning out to be accurate. Already. I can paraphrase it if I have to. I'm still scrolling for it. Because in the prediction, I said what we're about to see is now going to be the quote-unquote the big pivot. For the last two weeks, you've heard nothing but stories about how awful it is that we've had this this no Speaker of the House. Oh, it's terrible, it's terrible, it's chaos. It's not chaos, this, is a, this was a process. And now we've reached a conclusion to this process. Okay, but here's the prediction. I have it now. Once the GOP selects the next Speaker of the House, it will be time for the big pivot expect two things to happen almost immediately. The mainstream media will shift gears to the bundle packaging, giving aid to Ukraine and Israel, among other spending, which will include a fraction of what's necessary to secure the southern border and whatever pork projects they can throw in. That's the first thing that's going to happen. We're going to start hearing about the aid package. The second thing is that the mainstream medium. Uh, media and the fear-mongering politicians of both parties are going to start now on the government, the newest government shutdown campaign. And they started it today. Joe Biden already 22 days, the government can shut down. And you're already hearing it from some of the lackeys in the media. 22 days, we're facing a shutdown. And you're going to hear that. And then guess what's going to happen? They're going to resolve it with another continuing resolution which will expire around christmas time That's my prediction. We'll see whether it happens. Who's this Diego? This is Cindy Loppers True Colors. Yeah.
4: I know I like the the Phil Collins version, but I, I know I think the Phil I like this one
3: better. <laughs> you like this one better?
4: A little bit, yeah. I like Phil Collins oh. too, of course, but uh,
3: this one just hits differently. I love Phil Collins. Anyway, the first time in history today, the three top spots in the Billboard 100 held by female artists. Cindy Lauper, number one. Tina Turner had Typical Male, was number three. And Janet Jackson, When I Think of You, was number three. Take a quick break, check in, and then we'll hopefully check out Brendan Fraser when we get back on WABC. Don't go away.
1: What? It's the rush hour with Bo Snertley on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
3: Time is on my side, yes it is. Time is on my side, yes it is. That can only be, you know, who it is. On this day in 1964, the Rolling Stones appeared for the first time on The Ed Sullivan Show. They performed this one, Time is on My Side. Now, a riot broke out in the studio. Ed Sullivan said, I promise you, they'll never, never be back on our show again. The Rolling Stones went on to make five further appearances on the Ed Sullivan Show between 1965 and 1969. You see, they were just that hot. Uh, Rolling Stones on WABC. We're going to head to the telephones, grab a few calls. We're waiting to see whether we will connect with uh, police officer Brendan Fraser. And who knows, he could be in the middle of of something, of police duty at the moment. So we'll try to keep reaching him. Uh, Susan, I had only very little time with you on the phone yesterday. How are you, Susan, from Finger Finger Lakes? How are you?
2: My heart is lighter today. I feel light at the end of the tunnel, and that's something I think you said is prophetic. Um, I didn't know a lot about Mike Johnson. Uh, But I did hear on uh, Greg Kelly's show him uh, questioning Mayorkas um, Mm -hmm. um, under oath. And he was very skillful, very um, uh, determined and assertive, not aggressive, not angry, very effective. Um, and as he's a constitutional lawyer. He's a man of faith, which will get him through some adversity that's out there. But I feel for the first time, we really have an opportunity to stop business as usual. And the last thing I want to say is I was listening to C-SPAN during the roll call, and I heard McCarthy vote for Jeffries. With no, he
3: didn't. He lot. did not. He did not. The vote was unanimous. Every Republican in the conference voted for uh <clears throat> voted for Mike Johnson. The vote was 220. Every Republican voted for Mike Johnson. I was watching the vote live. Every Republican. Not one Republican voted against him. Not one Republican voted for a Democrat for for Jeffries. So I don't know what you heard, but um, but McCarthy voted, and and McCarthy has been supportive in 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 public. I mean, you got to read this story in Newsweek about how last night he tried to ditch up the the method and tried to grab power with some some scheme that would put him back in the speakership. But he did vote for Mike Johnson today. The it was a unanimous vote; all Republicans in the conference voted. For Mike Johnson, not one defection.
2: I apologize. I heard it wrong, Then
3: You heard it wrong. Thank you, Susan, though. Love you, darling. Appreciate you. Okay, let us go to... (laughs) Let's go to our favorite liberal. Hey, Adam, how do you want to try to smear the new Speaker of the House today, Adam? I have nothing bad to say about the new Speaker. Let's give him a chance. Let's give him a what? chance and see what he's going to do? What? Yeah. What? Let's let's give him a chance and see if he's going to work across the aisle and get things done. I was trying to talk to you sir about Judge Ingron finding Trump 10,000. Big baby Trump got up and walked out the courtroom today. You know that? I know. I was going to get to the Trump case and because this judge is out of his, off his rocker. You know, how dare this judge This so called judge with this gag order. I'm telling you, Adam, this is going to go to the appeals court and this, this, this Trump hating partisan Democrat hack judge is going to lose. If all is right, if anything could be right in our system, you can't talk about us. We are the, we are the, you can't talk about my clerks. You can't talk about me. No, the president can talk about anybody he damn well wants to talk about. You can't talk about my clerks. What is this? We have a First Amendment in this country, and for this judge to you, to sit down and he threw another ten thousand dollar fine at Donald Trump today. This is outrageous that these pol- these political hacks in New York can get away with it. Adam, I got to let you go. We have our guest on the line. Thank you for the call um, and bringing that to our attention. We are very fortunate, ladies and gentlemen, to have police officer. Brendan Fraser with us. Brendan, how are you? Welcome. I'm good. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm great. I read a story about you in September. And WABC today, we are celebrating Back the Blue. We and Ramsey Mazda, we back the blue. This is an annual programming that we do all day long to let officers such as yourself know that we have your backs too, but you did something that was just incredible. I want you to, I want to kind of set the stage. You saw a car, you were doing traffic detail in Warren, Michigan, a car speeds by you. You go to pull it over. Tell us what happened.
4: Yes, yeah, that's correct. We were doing uh, a group of us were doing distracted driving enforcement and, uh, Car went by at a high rate of speed, caught my attention, went to go stop it. And uh, they always say there's no such thing as a routine traffic stop, but it was handled as such. Uh, as soon as I got out of my car, the family of the baby, unbeknownst to me, they said there was an unresponsive child in the car. And sure as sure thing, there was a baby that was unresponsive, appeared to be choking. They handed him over to me a little reluctantly, but things turned out well, we delivered a couple back blows. and appeared to be choking on its own saliva. A couple of my partners, who deserve just as much credit, they, uh, they took custody of him for me and transported him to the hospital in a police car, which fortunately for us was about a half mile down the road, and things worked out well.
3: I can tell you that we saw the dash cam footage of this, and I want to just go into a little more detail on this. Because police officers get so much grief for when people play the race card on you. Oh, you've got these defund the police movements. You've got everything else that's operating in our society. You didn't hesitate. You picked up this little black baby, this African-American baby. I happen to be African-American myself. And, and not a thought. You went right to save this baby's life. And you did. And as you said, you you are a humble soul. You're giving credit to the other first responding officers there that got this baby. This could have worked out very badly. How this is your one hundred percent. How did you? This is your training at work. You knew exactly what to do. You didn't hesitate. You. What went through your head?
4: There's really not much that you can rely on other than the training that uh, we receive as police officers through the academy and then interdepartmentally. Is just rely on your training, and like you said, it doesn't. It doesn't matter, black, white, Hispanic, Arab. You know, with everything that's going on, it does. It does. You don't see that in the moment of what's going on. You just see uh, a limp child that clearly is having an, an issue, and you need to rely on your training and work through your training to make sure that you. In our case, luckily, the best outcome worked, but like you said, it could have gone a lot worse. Unfortunately for us, the the training worked, and that baby as far as I know today, is doing just fine.
3: Wow. Wow. I just wanted to say, on behalf of all of us, thank you, Officer Fraser. Sure. It is it is. officers like you and, and the people that you work with. And we really do appreciate. I don't think you guys often hear, if you hear it often, it's still not often enough. How Not at a forum Like this. You are... it's,
4: it's very, it's very humbling to have, um, you know, media coverage that is in a positive light for the police. Because as you pointed out in the beginning, there's oftentimes all you see and hear is, is negative stories about police. And there are a lot of positive stories that don't hit the news. There's a lot of, of negative stories that also don't hit the news. But it is nice to see the coverage and a program that's. Focused on backing the blue, such as yours, because it is needed in this culture. It is needed in this in this light, uh, in the times that we're in. Because there are a lot of good police officers out there who do the right thing a hundred times a day, and it just goes unseen. And there's also police officers that do bad things that, fortunately, draws a negative attention to this career field because we are human public servants, but we're also humans.
3: Yes. Yes. And and there is a human baby that is, and I can tell you from experience, you know, I had something, uh, we, had a, we had a baby that wasn't breathing in our family. And I can tell you that the, 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 the people that are trained to respond to this thing, the lifesavers, you have no idea. I mean, you read the coverage, the, this help, help, we've got a baby here dying, and the driver's in tears racing to the hospital, and they trust you, stranger. You deal with this. And you did. And God bless you for being on the spot and for being able to to do this great work for this family. And we hope this child has a very wonderful life. And, and in part, thanks to the work that you were able to do. So, officer, thank you so much. And please thank the members of your police force and the first responders, you know, who also helped you assist with this. It's just great, heroic work. And we are all lucky to have people like you serving us. Thank you, sir.
4: Well, thanks again for having me, and thank you for uh, your program and the, the highlights that it has on uh, this career field.
3: Thank you, Officer Fraser. Thank you so much, James Golden, A.K.A. It's nearly time to check in with Lou Dobbs. Red Hot Chili Peppers. On WABC.
4: The girls I went to music school with love this one. Really? Yep, they sang it all the time.
3: What and music covered school? it. What was that? What music school did you go to?
4: By music school, I mean school of rock. Oh, the okay. Franchise.
3: Well, we're doing this because. Today's birthday, 1962 Chad Smith, the drummer for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. On WABC, checking in with Lou Dobbs, coming back more of your calls, so don't go away.
1: This is the Rush Hour with those Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
3: 1986, number one on the album charts is Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet, featuring this one. You give love a bad name. Oh, I, I, Lisa has the funniest Santana story. I just blew the punchline. Anyway, I get this from Lisa, right? She says, on our honeymoon... 32 years ago, there's a loud party going on all night in the room next to us. This is on her honeymoon. She said, we complained a couple of times. The manager said, oh, it's Carlos Santana. And Carlos says, hey, come on, join the party. She and husband opt to go to sleep instead. Carlos Santana says, hey, come next door, come join our party. We're having a party here. And she says, "I guess we were all married farts at a young age." Lisa, really, really, Lisa.
4: Once in a lifetime opportunity to party with Santana.
3: And no, we'll go to sleep. (sighs) Lisa, just Lisa. Don't tell that story anymore to anybody. And once again, for all those of you who have been worried, who've been clutching your pearls because the the house had no speaker, you can stop clutching your pearls now. Life is back to normal. There's a speaker. You know what time it is. Let's get to it.
1: James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, presents Rapid Phones.
3: Let's start in Stanhope. Andrew, what's on your mind this afternoon?
1: Black exploitation film, how could it be exploitation when it's black people producing it, black people acting in it, and black people enjoying it, like yourself and Adam? And speaking of cool black guys like you- I'll tell you why.
3: I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because the studios that produced this garb, some of it, and I'm not talking about Shaft here, some of it was just pure, unadulterated garbage. That's how. And it just exploited the fact that black folks weren't used to seeing other black folks in movies. So they pumped up a bunch of these low-budget, low-rent movies and never invested in them because Hollywood run by liberals is racist. That's how it's black exploitation. I'm glad I could explain it to you. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to do so, Andrew. Appreciate it. Joanne in Westchester, you are up next on Rapid Phones.
2: I love the way they said Bo's nerdly. Anyway, Bo, um, listen, I just want to give you a lot, a lot of credit. Let me do it real quick. Um, number one, I love the way you handle everything Trump. It's just my opinion. Love it. Number two, Mike Johnson. Beautiful. You did a good job. I heard his speech today. He's. Fan- I think we're in good hands. I think we're going to be good. And um, I love your sense of music. My daughter recently saw Carlos Santana, and um, she said he was like beyond belief, beyond belief. Still, imagine that.
3: Yep. And that's amazing. He just gets better as the years go by. It's uncanny. Thank you, Joanne. Appreciate your call. Sal in Staten Island. How are you, Sal?
4: Oh God bless you, and God rest the soul of Richard Rowntree a great guy and a great actor. Now, uh, where is where's the victor of Christ on earth, uh, the Pope? Why isn't he denouncing Hamas? Why isn't Archbishop Dolan denouncing it? Why are they leading international prayers to Christ Jesus for the return of the hostages from Italy, in, uh, America, and Israel?
1: And I pray, and we all should pray to Christ Jesus to bless the Israeli forces to rescue those hostages and exterminate Hamas because that's what you do with cancer and
4: rabid rats exterminate because they are okay. evil okay now
3: let me just say let me just say this to you i understand that hamas has to be dealt with and hamas needs to be in a position where they can never ever ever do this again but i also want to point something out to you the leaders of every spiritual faith and, and you raise good questions. Where are they? But do not also denigrate the people that innocent people, and I made this point, and if I take heat for it, I'm going to take heat for it. There's a lot of innocent life that is being lost, and those of us who claim to be spiritual people should mourn the fact that innocent people are dying. Innocent people, not the guilty, the innocent. Thank you, Sal. I appreciate your call. Pamela in New Jersey, you are up next.
1: Okay, just a cute story. Uh, in 91, went to see uh, Jerry Hall in bus stop in Montclair University, matinee. All right, it's kind of, you know, some of the seats weren't filled yet, and we were early, and I'm sitting there, and there's, like, kids running around, like, you know, hitting the seats and, you know, doing what kids do. And I said, uh to who I went with, I said, oh, I hope they're not going to be like this all throughout the the play. And I turn around, and there's Mick Jagger and it, with his kids. And he gave <sighs> me a big smile. And like the Carlos Santana story, I kind of like said, oh, okay, I won't be one of those idiotic fans, which I regret. And I didn't go up to him or anything, but he smiled right out. But my sister was so jealous because that's her idol. She's older than me. That was her like, oh such an idol i like him too i, I like his fans but um yeah he, he gave me a smile and he had one of those silk shirts on you know like he always performs in those purple and it was great just, story uh, was great in the play the play was enjoyable and the kids were good thank you the
3: the play. pamela we gotta run i so appreciate you ending our show today on such a beautiful note with a great story i'm gonna go party with carlos santana oh no he didn't invite me May God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your family, your loved ones in these troubling times. Love and gratitude for your being here with me and allowing me to be with you. God willing, we'll do it again tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Bye.